welcome to episode 169 of the Mandarian Orange Show. I'm Phil Vecchio. And I'm Janelle Vecchio. <laughs> well put. Accurate. Not feeling very creative. <laughs> That's okay. You don't have to make up something every time. I try to, but... I say the same thing every time, because that's how I'm wired. After this many epis, it's hard. You ran out of J-words? Mm-hmm. I don't think you've ever said Jackrabbit, Janelle. Mm, next week, that's what I'm going to be. Jumbo, Janelle. I think I've said Jumbo. Think so? Mm-hmm. I don't know. How about Jackfruit? No. That's like a tropical fruit. Never done, done that. Hmm. Interesting that you wouldn't use that one. <laughs> All right. So let's get right into the news. And now the news. Oh, you're just calling out the segments now? Yeah. Why do you always get to call them out? I mean, I'm not saying I always do. It's just, you know. Normally, we have a little banter before we jump right into it. Let's banter in the news. Is this count as a banter? Should I have already started it, or do you think this is, like, the news now? No, you you should have already played it. I already played it. Well, of course, everyone knows that. They already heard it. (laughs) So this is news banter, then. Yeah, so you have to say that part. Which part? The rape part. People can't see what you're pointing at. (laughs) You have to start it. <laughs> Feeling sassy tonight. Please, um, if you are enjoying our show or you've enjoyed any of our shows in the past, please rate and review us on your uh, streaming service of choice, such as Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, and TuneIn. I actually did a checkup this week to make sure, and we are still, in fact, on all four of those platforms. Oh, good. We're po- probably on others, too. I don't know. I don't know where else. Right to in look. and tell us where you listen to us. There's somewhere else that we missed it. Yeah, I mean, obviously, people can listen to it directly on our website. They can also listen to it on archive.org, which is interesting. Some people probably just listen to it directly on there. Nobody listens to it on archive. Uh, you would think that, but we've actually gotten a listener who wrote in before that discovered uh, one of my shows. I can't remember which show it was now, but through listening to it on archive.org. So, all right, you poo-poo it, but it's there. So please, yes, if you would like to write to us and tell us where you listen to us, please write to us at mandarinorangeshow at gmail.com or you can go to our Facebook page, Mandarian Orange Show, the page. Send us a message there. You can also join the group, Mandarian Orange Show, the group. And while you're at it and all your social media fun, you can follow us on Instagram at Mandarian Orange Show. All right. How'd I do? You did really good. Thanks. You did it all. I didn't really have to do anything. High five. That was a real high five, not a sound effect I added in afterwards, (laughs) in post. What else has been happening in our lives? Well, I just have an interesting little story to tell everyone about the show itself, Mandarin Orange Show, the show. So I posted our most recent episode last week on, like, Thursday. Mm -hmm. And it usually takes a little bit of time for it to propagate to the different platforms, and I don't always follow super closely because the different ones it goes up different times sometimes it's like right away sometimes it's like the next day but you know and i came to you because i'm an apple podcaster and you told me it's not on apple there and i had looked on google Podcasts, and it was there so i looked it wasn't on apple podcast wasn't on stitcher wasn't on tuning yet but it was on google and I, like, t- searching around, trying to figure out why it hadn't gone to those other ones. I mean, I know because it went on Google that I posted it. It's not like I just imagined it. It wasn't a fever dream. It was out there. And I searched around and was looking for stuff and trying to figure out what it could be. So then I was looking at our website, and we have it, like, on a, like a WordPress thing for those that are in the know, um, which I barely am. <laughs> uh and I noticed that it said we hadn't updated, like, the WordPress, like, version, you know, in a while. And I looked at, like, the update thing, you know, where it shows all the things that's been updated. And I think we were something like eight updates behind mm. or something. And then I looked in, like, all of our plugins that, like, help run the page. I think there was, like, ten of them that needed to be yeah. updated as well. So I updated everything. Yeah. And about 15 minutes later, it appeared on all the platforms. <laughs> 
So, are you saying you just had to turn it off and on again? I mean, basically, I just, yeah, I had to keep it updated, which is something that I'm notorious for not doing, so... There you go. If you didn't hear it until later, like some this was on Monday, like after the, the week after. So you know. When's the last time you did an Apple update on your phone? Oh, who knows? I ignore that until my phone stops working. See, mine keeps saying it's gonna update every night, and it doesn't. And I think it's because my phone's full. Yeah, I've had that too. I always have that so, issue. Oh, that's kind of a pain someday when all the like tons of millions of dollars of podcast money flows in we'll hire like someone to just run all of our tech stuff for us right yeah totally in our web empire i'll still edit though because i want to make sure that i make us sound as smart as possible you want creative control i want to make sure that you know we can think of the answers and stuff because as far as everyone knows like we know everything right oh yeah for sure Actually, sometimes we have to look stuff up. We don't know everything. <laughs> what? I know, it's crazy. You know what else but is crazy? The fact that I'm teaching in a classroom again? Yeah, for like the first time in a year and a half. Yeah. Uh, school is back in, everyone. It's back in. Full, uh, full day. Full everything. Full on school. Yeah, I was really um, having a lot of anxiety and stress about it last week. But, um, you know, came in, set up my uh, classroom in a day, basically. Because <laughs> um, I wasn't going to take any of my summer break to do it. And um, I met my class last week. And they're just so sweet and so happy to be back. I, they just melt my heart and I really like them. You're not going to have a lot of behavior problems because they're just so happy to be in <laughs> they're school. They're so right? happy. Now I will say today's the first time I said the honeymoon is over. Yeah. Because always the first week of school they're like super scared and like quiet and like they're like they're, They're starting to get a little little comfortable. But not to fear, because tomorrow is the first Beach Bucks store. Oh. And uh, well, yeah. that always, you know, kids, helps a lot. Kids want to spend those Beach Bucks. Well, and there's been kids that have been losing some Beach Bucks this week, so they don't have enough to get a prize. And, you know, then they're like, okay, Once I, they I'm going to step it up. The magic of the Beach Bucks. Mm -hmm. Once they can feel it. But in general, they're a really great group, and they just say I'm the best teacher. Well, we know that's true. And they just, like, really like me. And wearing a mask is not that bad. <laughs> so yeah. wearing a mask so that we can go back in person and all be safe, like, it's not, like, the best thing in the world, but it's really not that big of a deal. And your whole so, district is wearing masks. Yeah, our district mandated masks for everybody, regardless of vaccination status. And, you know, kids that I teach can't be vaccinated yet. And uh, it's basically the only barrier, the only thing. So I'll take it. At least you got that. Yeah. But I do have, like... You know, extra security measures, like, set up in my classroom and stuff just to, you know, make sure we're being as safe as possible. Got that filter running the whole time? I do have an air filter <laughs> I brought in. And um, we take a lot of, like, mask breaks because we don't have to wear masks outdoors. I still do, but, like, the kids don't have to. So we do a lot of outside learning and a lot of... Um, just engaging, cooperative, fun stuff. And it's been great. It's cool. It feels good to be back. Now I'm exhausted. Yeah, it's very different, huh? All the time. But... You're not used to it. Well, going from zero, like zero, <laughs> to 100 in a matter of two days, I think was what gave me the greatest amount of anxiety. <laughs> And I'm so sore because I don't ever sit like in my no. classroom. I don't even I have a standing desk that um, our friend Dan made the one who made your puzzle table. Yeah. 
and I don't ever sit down. Well, like during vacation and, you know, before, like last year in teaching from home, you have your little pedometer that you try to get a certain Mm -hmm. number of steps each day. And before this, you would like, at the end of the day, you'd be like marching up and down the hallway, like trying to get some extra steps in. I reach it midday now. (laughs) Because the little timer, little beeper goes off. Yeah. And the kids are like, what is beeping? I'm like, it's my pedometer. I made my steps. So it is very different. It is very different. But it's good for me to move again. I can't wait for things to be even back to normal for both things to cool down in our area because it's really hot. Yeah. So we've had to exercise indoors, but um, we'll we'll go out hiking again once things cool down. So that was probably the hardest part. But I I do love teaching. It's really fun. So it's good. I'm back. Back, baby. Teaching talk will be back. <laughs> so, you know what else will be back? Yes. Darian Orange Live is coming back at ya. Yes. Next Friday, August 27th at 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. We're going to be doing a live stream. On Facebook. Uh, Facebook Live. And uh, what are we going to do on this one? What, what should we do? We've had, like, guests on before. We've had the kids on. We could just do something just us, like a competition between just the two of us. Yeah. What do you think? What are we going to do? We could do one of our games live. Yes, that's true. We have done that. Yeah, we did. I think I know what we should do. Oh, I can't wait to hear. I mean, this is a very specific thing, but I think it would be fun because... We have a Seinfeld, I think it's Trivial Pursuit, or maybe it's just like a trivia game. Yeah, and we just watched it. And I, no one will ever play it with me, but you just watched all the way through it yes. with me. So I think that would be fun to do. Yeah. Like a head-to-head. Yeah. On that. I think that'd be fun. Yeah. The other thing we need to do, we need to hit up our friends in the Call Me Cordelia podcast and do our Anna Green Gables. Yeah, because we have a DVD And Avonlea. How would we do that live streaming, though? Would that work? Well, I know how to do it, but... <laughs> With a DVD, though? The only way it works is a DVD. So you could do that so we could both see it? Mm-hmm. Like share a screen? Yeah. Okay, we need to hit them up then. Yeah. Do that. Not for this next one. We don't have time to get that put together between now and then. But for an upcoming Mandarin Orange Live, we'll yeah. see if we, we can, can touch can totally them. play. I know how to do it. Okay. That being said... Next Friday, August 27th, 5 p.m. Join us on Facebook Live. You can check out our Facebook page, um, and it'll be through that. Yay! It'll be fun! Seinfeld trivia! I'll put. I'll make, like, an event page for it by the time this goes out, too, so that, you know, people can... If you just sign up on that, then it'll send you a notification when we, when go, we live. go live. Yeah. So that makes it easy, too. All right! Well, we have a lot of stuff to talk about. Remember last week we talked about some things... From our trip and a lot of stuff that we had like not gotten to yet, and we've got a lot of stuff left over. We are going to repeat one segment real quick because we watched some movies and we like to talk about movies. So we're going to do a real quick movie time. Movie time. All right, so we watched um, Adventures in Babysitting with the kids this time. We previewed it, then watched it with the kids. Mm-hmm. The funny part to me, and the reason I wanted to talk about it again, because we, me- we mentioned before that we watched it on Disney+, Plus, and Disney+, Plus they edited some of the language out. Yeah. Um, but the funny thing is the kids totally can tell like when they edited it out. It's real obvious, you know, and they're like, that's not what they really said there. <laughs> like, yeah, you're right, you know, and they're... Well, and the major plot point point is the adult magazine, so we had them turn... We just, you know, skimmed past a couple of those little bits there. Um, Yeah, but they left that in. They took out all the bad words, but left the magazine. I mean, it's kind of hard to, like, delete that, I guess. (laughs) I don't know what they're going to do, because it's a major, like, through line in the plot, but... Anyway, it was super fun. It was fun watching with them, and they liked the parts that we liked and stuff. So yeah, it's fun seeing uh, Vincent D'Onofrio as Thor, the first on-screen Thor, at least. It also made me want to bring the kids back to Chicago as like 
grown children. Yeah, because they don't remember they Chicago don't remember at all. It. They're like, that looks like a really cool city. And we're like, it is. And we ate deep dish pizza. But Luke was like still breastfeeding when we were there. Oh, he, like, he was so anything. little. Yeah. And Audrey was just a Yeah, baby. he was exclusively. He wasn't eating anything. So he didn't. We went, but he didn't actually get to eat any directly anyway. <laughs> Um, and the other one we watched in our classic series is The Journey of Natty Gann, also, which is on D- on uh, Disney+. Plus. Yeah, it just, like, popped into my head that that was, like, a great childhood movie that I loved. And re-watching it again, it has John Cusack yeah. in it. But he's not in it very much. No, they heavily use him in all the promotional material. <laughs> but I would say he's probably in, like... Maybe a quarter of the screen time, yeah. if that. If that. He's great. Yeah. He yeah. adds a lot to Absolutely. it. But... but he's just not in it that much. Yeah. What did you think of the movie overall? It was a little dog heavy, but I don't... What's a wolf? <laughs> dog family. I know. They're, they're very... It's a little dog heavy. Disney did a lot of dog movies back then. I guess they still do, but especially I feel like in the 90, 80s and 90s. Yeah. There's a lot of... And it's the same dog that they use. I looked this up. <laughs> White Fang. In White Fang, like a couple years later, so... Um, it's like an unofficial prequel, I guess. Yeah. I, I just love movies where they're traveling... It's a lot of beautiful footage. And a lot of gorgeous footage that I'm like, I want to go there, I want to go there, I want to go there. So any, like, travel-related movie-type adventure. I mean, I even loved Incredible Journey and Milo and Otis and Benji the Hunted for those same reasons. That one's on uh, Disney Plus, too. Which one? Benji the Hunted. (gasps) That's a good one. I think Milo and Otis is, too. That one I have not fond memories of. That was like when I was in probably elementary school, maybe even like early junior high, like for several years in a row, if a teacher was gone, that was the sub Mm. movie. Like I watched that countless times. That and The Bear. Remember The Bear? The Bear's kind of dark, right? Just over and over again. Like, oh, it was an animal movie. Put that on. And I hated it. I mean, maybe the first time I watched it, I would have liked it, but I just associated it with being uncomfortable with a sub I didn't know, and then we had to watch this boring movie over and over again that I'd already seen. I just wanted to do regular school and get on with it, and I do not have fun I movies. never leave movies for my subs. Like, I, that, that's not what I do. I know you don't, but that's a common practice. But As was, a substitute teacher, I can tell you. It reminds me because I was watching this TikTok. It was, like, funny principal. He was, like, joking around about the new school year. But he said, if your teacher is out sick, you know, with COVID, we'll roll in a TV and they'll watch Remember the Titans. <laughs> So that must be the, like, like the high school movie of choice is Remember the Titans. Well, you substitute taught for a long time. Not quite as long as I did, but still long. Yeah. So you know. They always. That was a common thing. Movie. If you're subbing a, a Spanish or French, any foreign language class, it's always some movie with, like, the Spanish subtitles, subtitles. on. Or the French subtitles on or whatever. Like, I can't tell you how many dumb movies I had to play for kids. The best one ever, though, I realize it's a little bit of a sidetrack, but it is movie time. Do you remember? I told you about this. It was one of the high schools. Say. And it was one of the high schools where it was like, you know, they had a seven period day. So, like, each period was like 55 minutes, right? Uh And they left a movie to show and they said, oh, it'll be like, it'll time out pretty well. Like, if you start it right away, you can get through the whole movie. And I'm like, what movie is 55 minutes? And the movie they left was Army of Darkness. <laughs> You're like, Which what? is an R-rated horror movie. I mean, it's like a horror comedy. It's probably more comedy than horror, but still. <laughs> I've seen it before. It is definitely not for children in any way, shape, or form. Right. But it was like the TV edited version. Mm-hmm. And it was so edited down that it literally, I could start it. It was about 50 minutes long. I'd start it like right after I took attendance and it would finish up right before the bell rang. And it was like the kids didn't understand what was happening because it was so edited down. There was like nothing like you, <laughs> you could no not substance. tell. And the 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 dialogue that they dubbed over was ridiculous. It was super crazy. Yeah. I had to like explain a little bit of the plot. Like, oh, okay, he went from here to here. That's why that. No, uh, okay. So that's great. Anyway, that's movies. We had to do a little bit there just to keep up on that. Yes. But now we're gonna do some of the stuff we caught really behind on. <laughs> up next is Couch Potato Corner. 
Couch Potato Corner. The CPC. We got to do this rapid fire here because we got a lot. So, you always say rapid fire. I know, but we're going to do it pretty rapid fire. So I would say the highlight of our Couch Potato Corner. We have a lot of highlights. But Lego Masters, but we're not just talking the American version. That's right. What else have we watched? Well, so here's the problem. With the American version this season, we have enjoyed it very much, but they've been showing it very sporadically. They took like two weeks off, and then they took like another two weeks in between an episode, and they did like a three-week thing, and we're like, we got to watch our Lego Masters. Mm -hmm. So I was looking around, and there are Lego Masters shows all over the world, Mm -hmm. and we found some that are available to us to watch on the streaming stuff we have. And so we actually watched one season of Australian Lego Masters. Which was a delight. Which was, it was very similar to the American one, except it had more of an Australian sense of humor. And it was way longer. Um, yeah, like each episode. Yeah, like, like really stretched it out. There were like two hour episodes, but like minus commercials, it was like an hour and a half or yeah. something. And then we also watched the season of the British Lego Masters. Which was also very entertaining, but like entirely it was like different. Like a documentary. Yeah, it reminded me of like show. the '63 and Up documentaries, mm-hmm. like real soft spoken. Mm-hmm. Like it wasn't David Attenborough that was <laughs> narrating it, but it might as well have been, you know. Um, and it was really good though, and it started there. Apparently, that was like before the others, so I guess they like pepped up the uh, production a little bit. Yeah. You know? But that's all we could find is those two seasons. So if anyone knows where you can like see other seasons yeah, of either of those. They're all over the world. We love them. Yeah. We really like that. We love Legos. So also our other big like hot ticket like watching each episode as it comes out is Alone. Yes. We bought the whole season like preemptively. And as of this recording, the finale is coming up. Yeah, we're about to watch it, hopefully in a half an hour. Yes, hopefully when we're done with this, we're going to go straight into watching it. We'll see. And we're so excited because both the people we picked from the beginning are still in. Yep, and my brother, Matthew, his pick is still in, too. The final... Well, the final three. We won't say who it is in case you're watching this or listening to this later, but our final three are still in. Yeah, so. so we're excited. Um... Cannot recommend that show enough. It's so good. Now, the other one, this is, shows how far along it's been since we've talked about this, but we also watched Loki was like a, you know, episode by episode, like super so into good. it. And we finished that really we great. We watched that with the kids. Um, without spoiling too much, we'll just say that it does get us very excited for the upcoming Marvel movies yeah. and all that they're going to do with it. So. And it's very much like a Wes Anderson vibe. Yeah, totally. Like that that kind of thing. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it has Owen Wilson. Owen Wilson is great. Well, that doesn't... (laughs) That helps to give it a Wes Anderson vibe. (laughs) But it does more than just him. I know. I'm just saying the Wilsons have been a crucial part (laughs) of Wes Anderson's legacy. Um, So on my Emperor for a day, Mm -hmm. I like to make you guys watch stuff that I want to watch. Yes. So we watched some A-Team. We watched a couple episodes of A-Team. Yes. We've watched The Tick, the old cartoon mm-hmm. of The Tick, and Pete and Pete. Oh. Did you dog my Um, I love those. Any comments? A-team? Uh, well, now the, the kids... Tick, Pete and Pete. The kids joke um, when you put your elbow out the window in the car because... The Pete and Pete the, episode. The dad set is really confident his elbow. Yeah, the further your elbow is out the road, the, the more, more confident, confident you are. of a driver he the is. The king of the road. Yeah. So. I love all those shows, and I'm happy that they are holding up. And I think you guys have been enjoying them, even though I'm forcing you to watch them. Yeah, <laughs> I would say in order, Pete and Pete, then A-Team, and then the tick. Well, of course, it's animated. You couldn't be more predictable if I you I like tried. the live action tick, but you said the kids aren't ready for that. Well, yet. it's just a little less appropriate there. <laughs> um, it's more of a PG-13 for sure. <laughs> um, then we hinted at this last week, but we all read a book series called The Mysterious Benedict Society. Well, we've all read book one. Some of you guys are Well, some of us are further than others, but... We only have one set. We so. at least read the first book. Well, we have two copies of the original one, but anyway, the TV series on Disney Plus covers just the first book. So, so what do you think? We binge watched it. Oh, it was great. Now, the book you like enjoyed the book greatly. I mean, the book's always better. 
Yeah. But I was I was happy with it. I think they did a good, a good job. Adaptation. Yeah, I mean it wasn't perfect. There was things I would have changed. Mm-hmm. They added some things that I wasn't my favorite, but for the most part, I'd say it was a pretty solid. You know, enough that I'd be excited to watch the next one. Yeah. Um. It was fun, and I think the casting was great. They just got some great people to play all the parts. It was really good. Um, and it really makes me want to watch the rest of development. Yes. Because... Anyway, um, so that was really fun. Highly recommended, but definitely recommend the books first. Not that this show isn't great, but you will get a lot more out of it if you read yes. the book first. And it's really, really good. It's very moving. It'll um, make you cry. It will, but it's also just fascinating. It's... It's refreshing. It's just a really, really, really well done mm-hmm. book. Um, we also talked about last week that we watched Reptilicus, which is the, the Danish movie, movie uh, like monster movie. It's like the Danish Godzilla, basically, which is exactly what you think it would be like. <laughs> um, and we then followed it by watching Mystery Science Theater 3000 and their commentary on Reptilicus, yes. which think. Amazing, as usual. This is the newer series with Jonah Ray on Netflix. We've found that for the kids, they enjoy that one the most because it has the most updated pop culture. Yeah, some of the older ones, I think they liked it still, but (laughs) there's a lot of like, I mean, there's a lot of pop culture stuff that you and I miss too in it, but there's even more for them. Yeah. The new one seems to be a little bit better for it at the moment, but... It was really fun. And Audrey loves B-movies. Yeah, she really does. She's super into them She's a girl after my own heart. I know, that just makes you beam. I got shelves of them, so. Well, it's like when she has a request, like if it's Audrey's thing, time to pick what we do, she will always pick that. Yeah. Absolutely. I want to watch a bad movie. And she loves it if we can find one they did on MST3K so that we can then follow it up with commentary. In fact, now, if we're watching a movie, especially an older one, I have to make sure to tell her, okay, this one is like a good movie, so we're not going to do commentary through it. (laughs) Because she'll start to do commentary. Yeah, because if we we watch a B movie, a bad, cheesy something, we totally will all do that. But it's like I have to be like, okay, this one's not like a commentary one. We're going to really watch this one. Okay, okay. <laughs> um, and then we watched another version of Wipeout. Australia. Australia. Yeah, we they had one season of Wipeout Australia, um, which is we were hoping to find more because they also did more seasons of that. But for whatever reason, they'll have like one season available of these different you know overseas. And it's shows. not like you can even buy them. No, like that's just the only one that's we available. Totally, like we. Buy them. You would think they'd do that to get you to buy the other seasons, but yeah. which would work on us. Like if they had season one of it and you had to buy season two and but three, like we totally would. Because we would have done that with Lego Masters because they have like four seasons of Lego yeah. Masters Australia. I know, I want to see them. So. But Wipeout Australia was fun. Again, very Australian in their humor. So Australian. And some things we just don't get. Yeah. There's more that I get, and there's some things that it's probably good that they don't get, you know? <laughs> there's quite a bit of uh, Australian innuendo that goes TV. over their head, yeah. Um, then, our, the new thing that we've been watching, because it's the new show out, is What If. What do you think of What If? This is the new Marvel show on Disney+. Plus. It's an animated series that explores, like, what if... This person was this person, or what if this happened instead, and how would the universe look different in Marvel? I think it's great for a cartoon. Oh, you hear that little qualifier there, people? <laughs> I think it's great for a cartoon, and also I don't know. it's like when they're doing like the like fight scenes. It's like, well, it's a cartoon, like it's you, not as impressive. <laughs> you know, it's not real when they're fighting in a movie either. Like live I don't action. Oh, I just. It's great. I will never understand what you have against animated <laughs> stuff. I don't get it. It's quality stuff. There's a lot of great um, things. You're missing out. You're missing out on a lot. My sister loves cartoons. Like my sister always has loved them. I just would be perfectly content watching Duck Presents 
and that's cartoons i know but those are the only cartoons i like loved anything else i wasn't rugrats doug Ugh, it pains me ducktales oh tailspin oh i just wanted just my they're vintage, gonna cry the whole disney afternoon while you're at it classic donald duck and mickey mouse please they did do a new uh, goofy shorts about like the pandemic, which I thought was pretty that, funny. That was great on Disney Plus. I mean, they're real short. I think like there's three new shorts and combined, they're a total of like four minutes or something like that. But I do love Goofy. It's pretty funny. I did love a Goofy movie. Which one? The first one. What? A Goofy movie. Which one? <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh yeah, I remember that. <laughs> did you see that in the theater too? No, I saw that when I um, ran a day camp for the summer, and we watched it. Speaking of Disney Channel, because that's where you watch Duck Presents, I forgot to mention with Natty Gann that I was way more familiar with that from like watching oh, yeah, it on Disney Channel. Bad words I did it. not know there was a bunch of language and other, uh, let's just say other peril that I wasn't aware of, like assault type of stuff. Yeah. That they did not have in the Disney Channel version. I'm like, oh, I was telling the kids, like, oh, no, this one's fine. It's just like, it's, they show on Disney Channel all the time. But they definitely edited it for Disney yeah. Channel, FYI. It's, I mean, it's it's 80s PG, so, you know, but still, I did not expect that. That's not TV, but Disney Channel made me think yeah. of that, so. And finally, in our Couch Potato Corner, we watched Hotel TV. For the first time in forever. And you know, Hotel TV is like a whole other thing. This is, like, the experience of watching TV in a hotel is nothing like being at home and watching no. TV. It's like you're in a new place. They got different channels, different arrangements. You don't know what's going to be. You never know. Local it's TV. Surprise. You know how much I love local TV. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. But I would say what we watch the most is Impractical Jokers. Yes. So that's like always on on a marathon if they have true TV. Yep. Um, then that one place we stayed at, they had the Game Show Network. Right. And I love late at night, especially on game show things. They show like the old shows like What's My Line or uh -huh. I've Got a Secret or all the old ones. Or this one had a lot of like 70s shows too. It had Card Sharks and... Um, Concentration, I don't know, all kinds of great stuff. Yeah. And then, um, Pressure Luck, Judge Shows, Judge Shows, Judge Judy, Judge Marilyn Million. We found a new one we really liked. Yeah. What, what was, was her that? name? I can't remember. She was great. We can find her again, but Judge Shows. We don't usually like new judges. No, it's got to have the right but quality. She was good. We like a judge to be just like. They gotta be witty, you know, a little sassy. Funny. They don't put up the, with, with nonsense. They gotta be funny, but also make like fair judgments and seem yeah. like they're smart and logical. Is that so much to ask? Guess so. I guess so. All right. So that's our rapid fire couch potato corner. We're gonna do a real quick video games and just talk about two video games. So, first of all, I just have to give an update because new Pokemon Snap has been, like, my jam ever since it came out. Mm -hmm. And they just recently, like a week ago or so, did an update where they put out new levels. It's a free update. And there's a bunch of new stuff they finally got. Remember we were talking about before some of the stuff that we liked that wasn't in there? Snorlax is in it now. Oh. And Diglett. Two of our top play. ones. Two of our top ones are in and out. Do love Diglett and Snorlax. Yes. So it's great. And I guess like minor spoiler if you haven't played the download yet, but one of the levels may or may not be a remake of one of the levels from the original one. What? And it's awesome. Oh. I've played it a bunch. You haven't played I've it I've got to play. It's super fun. So that's pretty great on Nintendo Switch. And then finally, I just have to mention the other one that we've been playing a lot lately. Um, this was on sale for like a couple bucks. It's been on my wish list, but I always wait until the stuff goes on sale real cheap so that mm -hmm. we can get a lot more bang for our buck. Um, and this game called Towerfall, which is, I think it's probably like three, four, maybe even longer years ago, but it's been out for a while, but it's been on my radar. It's by the same people that did the game Celeste. 
but it's one of those like four player battle type games where you're all on the screen at the same time, like duck game and you all have to blast Mm -hmm. each other with arrows though, instead of like other stuff. And then it's really fun. But what do you think of it? I enjoy spending time with you guys. (laughs) I love hearing the ways that Janelle tries to be diplomatic about saying something that she clearly doesn't enjoy. I enjoy it too. It's not like painful. It's just like, I don't know. I'm just not in the like battle games. Just give me a good puzzle game and I'm content for hours. (laughs) That's true. You do like a good puzzle game. (laughs) So we were playing um, Tricky Towers the other day and you had a similar reaction to me. I like Tricky Towers a lot, but there's not a lot of variety in it. It just gets old quickly to me. Like No, I disagree. I, to me, that one is really fun. But after a little bit, I'm like, okay, I'm ready to move I'll on. I'll never, like, even win the puzzle games. Like I do. You dominate. I bored with it. You dominate them. But I don't even win them, and I just love them. It, like, it's not like a winning thing to me. I know. A, You're a good sport. I'm not. There's no question of that. It's just a matter of... <laughs> I can tell when you're, like, into it more or less. I What has helped is I have a spot in the living room because I'm kind of, like, as blind as a bat now in my older years. And I have this little spot in the corner that's, like, perfect. You get a little and closer I view of it. cuddle up. It's not very comfortable because I have to, like, sit on the floor and crisscross applesauce, but... I can I at least have a fighting chance. A fighting chance. I see what you did there. Mm-hmm. Well, so. I highly recommend Towerfall if that's the type of game you enjoy. But Tricky Towers, another tower game on the Switch, is a good competitive like four-player puzzle game. Mm-hmm. I really like it. It's, there's I have no criticisms of it other than it's best done in small chunks for me. That's all. Well, the kids and I play without you. Good. Get some some of it out of your system. (laughs) All right, that's video games for this week. So we have just a couple more sections. We haven't done fiction books in a long time, and we've talked a little bit about the books elsewhere, but we're just going to, like, dive in and talk about some books. You like fiction books? Fiction books is one of my favorite kinds of books. Do you like fiction? Like it. I try to love it. That's crazy. I've never met anyone else who likes fiction. What you been reading? Fiction-wise. Well, I read The Mysterious Benedict Society, book one. You, I've, And you've only done book one. I've read book one and two and then part of book three. And I, I really enjoyed it. It made me lull and cry. There's a lot of funny bits. And there's a lot of... I'll tell you that like the author it reminds me the most of is like an Edward Eager who did Half Magic mm-hmm. and all those. Um, I, I think that he would be... It's different, but it's in that type of It's feel, totally you his know. type. Of, it's inspired by him. Where, where it's like, it feels like it's the real world, but it's like a heightened version mm-hmm. of reality. And it's just, it's just beautiful. I, it's so, so good. Also, the, like, has a Wes Anderson feel. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, the, the show definitely. The show did, but the book does too. Yeah, I, I see where they went with it. What have you been reading with the kids? So, I've been reading a book called Apple Blossom the Possum, and, um... It's awesome. I don't know, but, like, (laughs) we've been reading these books, like, The One and Only Ivan, and there was one called The Wild Robot, and now we're reading Apple Blossom the Possum, and... All three of them are kind of like downers. Yeah, why do you like, keep reading these downer books with them? So my school that I teach at has a book club, and it's called One School, One Book. And the idea is that every child gets a book to read at home with their family, like a chapter book. And you're supposed to read it together with your family, even the teachers, you know, yard duty, students principal like everybody reads it so they're not picked by me but why do they keep picking like downers though i don't know i don't know how apple blossom the possum ends but um i think you guys should read a tangle of knots next year i did put that out there so we'll see 
if my idea gets picked up. But yeah, I like a I like a book with a little hope, a little I don't know. <laughs> Something that's not depressing. Yeah. So I don't know how far back it goes, but just in case to refresh to cover stuff I read, I also finished the Percy Jackson series, mm-hmm. which is a five book series, and I enjoyed it. It was good. Um I it was very it was fun. Yeah. And it got much better. Like by the time I got to the end of the series, I was much more in it into it than at the beginning. The movie adaptations that we watched were garbage, so I wouldn't waste my time with those. <laughs> no, they were bad. Um, and then with the kids, we finished the On the Run series, and now we're following it up with the Kidnap series, which is like a sequel to it, Gordon Corman books. Yeah. Those are really fun, like, adventure ones that Gordon Corman has done. I read On the Run. Did I read Kidnap, too? No, because I hadn't read it until right now. This I'm reading so, it for the first th- time. Tell, it, tell me about that. That's So, On the Run, it's like these two, brother and sister, their parents are... Uh, put in jail for being like spies, you know. It's but like they're the plot of Spy Kids. No, they're put in jail for being spies, and so they're this plot of it's a plot of something. I don't know. Maybe this doesn't ring a bell. A series of unfortunate events. No, <laughs> not at all. So their parents are put in jail for being spies, but they're falsely accused. At least we assume they yeah. are. The kids believe that they are. And so the kids are put into, like, juvenile detention, and through a mishap, they wind up breaking out, and they're on the run, and they decide to go and try to prove their parents' innocence. And so the whole, it's like a six-book series that follows all their adventures of escaping authorities while trying to track down Mm -hmm. the people that framed their parents, right? And I won't spoil the ending of it, but there's a follow-up series that happens afterwards, like a year later, where the sister is kidnapped and the brother is going to... Try to track her down now, so. Does it stretch the imagination that this would happen again to the same family? It's like 24. Except that, <laughs> is it connected to the first one? I don't want to spoil anything like that. But I didn't realize it was a sequel series until we were looking like for another series hmm. to read, and I came across it, and I'm like, oh my gosh, I didn't realize that. So, that's what we're reading together now. Well, and I'm also reading um, the, the true story. No, Fiction. Of Downton Abbey. This is fiction books. But Downton Abbey is fiction. Yes, but the book you're reading is nonfiction. I know. You're not allowed to talk about nonfiction in fiction books. But it's connected to fiction. It is the core principle it says of the fiction on book the cover based on the true story uh, behind true, Downton true. Abbey. This is the core, <laughs> the core of this segment. The only element that matters in this segment is that you talk about books that are both books and fictional. But I read more nonfiction. I'm not allowed to talk about those. I should be allowed to. Not in fiction books. Stifle me. Not in fiction books. You have to make your own segment. It's really interesting. And um No, this is fiction books. I like that. That Downton Abbey used some truth. This is not happening. I can't believe this. This is such a breach of contract. I'm gonna get all my nonfiction into the fiction book segment. This is not. This is not a place for memoirs, autobiographies. I just want people to know that I read more than it sounds because I read a lot of nonfiction. That is not what this section is about. (laughs) This is not a section to tell people about what nonfiction you. I don't want people to think I don't read. This is very distri- distressing. I can't even believe what, what's happening right now. Do you know, as a teacher, you're supposed to encourage kids to read 50% fiction, 50% nonfiction? No, nah, you can't say that word. <laughs> Why do you keep saying that word? Because think about how much nonfiction you read in your adult life. Right. Then that's not what this section is about. <laughs> so just make sure that you're reading your nonfiction. No, nah, stop talking about it. <laughs> Hey, do you want to talk about, like, architecture? Well, you can't talk about that in this segment. It's a segment for fiction books. You know how do you many want tangents about, you go off on? Do you want to talk about travel? That's I, for travel. This I, is for fiction books. I demand a knockoff. Fiction books. <laughs> a spinoff? Fiction books. Do you like fiction books? That's how the whole entire segment starts. This is a tribute to that segment. It's a fiction book segment. I cannot believe you would betray my trust and the listener's this trust. kind of sounds like a fight segment. <laughs> no, it's no. There's no fight to be had. All right, so what else are we talking about? 
All right, we got one more like major segment that we got to cover to like just be caught up with all of our stuff we did in our trip, and that is game night. Yes. We played so many games on vacation. Yeah, and we haven't talked break. about it. I mean, because we didn't talk about it last week. But we did mention that on our trip, we bring, like, a huge tub of games, like board games and card games, etc. Well, especially these, like, quarantine trips where we're not, like, going, out going and doing inside so anywhere. We really want to unwind, and the way we unwind is playing games. So we have a huge list of games that we played on that trip, and a few that we played since we got back. And we're going to do, like, rapid fire, go down the list, and... You do a game, then I'll do a game, then you do a game, then I'll do a game. Okay. All right. These are board games, and we're going to tell you, you know, how what we thought of the game and if we recommend it as to play, you know, and for yes. what recommendations. Go. We played Risk, and I won again. And? And what? It's like, do you recommend it? Is it a fun game? we got to talk about the game. Well, for some reason, our games, our Risk games have been so fast. Yeah. I like it when it's fast. Well, it's good. We should play more. I just beat you so quickly. <laughs> you did win again, yes. We're all very proud of you. <laughs> and, um, yeah, you like Risk. It's like your favorite. I do. It is. But do you recommend it to other people? Yeah. It's definitely got one that you got to have the right people to play with. I do enjoy that, like, all the little meticulous like army counts and the the battle dice feels like so fast at it it's like having a human computer there so well that's part of how i help it to move along quickly because yeah. i know that i would you, be like so bored i'm just trying to get it to go fast <laughs> to keep your attention i can see like the little meter the attention meter that's like slowly like jiggling down towards the red and i'm like i gotta go fast I have a very short attention span. Well, when you want to for certain things. I wouldn't say for general. Just when you don't when you're not into something, I've got like a very limited amount of time to get you in. All right, up next, we've played Rook. We played Rook many, many times. It's still one of my favorites. It's a great card game, highly recommended. Back to you, Janelle. All right, next was the game Settlers of Catan. Played a few games of that on the yeah. trip. So fun. Obviously, we Great recommend game. that, right? Yeah. Yeah. Rapid Fire. Next. Three up, three down. We've played this one um, in the past, but we really like it. It's a good, quick, like... I don't even know how to describe it. Like, it's kind of... Uno? <laughs> there's some elements of Uno in it, yeah, but also it's like... way a, more cerebral than Uno. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot more strategy to it, but it has some elements of that. Almost like a uh, rummy, not rummy, maybe rummy. I don't know, something uh, like that. We we brought a lot of like card games because of, or small games because of space. Yes, for a lot of trip. that. So there's a lot of that on here. All right, rapid fire back to you. Speaking of small games, rage. Tell us about rage. Card game, super fun. That one is like Uno, too. <laughs> a little bit of Uno, but more. It's like a mix between Rook and Spades. Yeah. But with a little bit of Uno thrown in there. Yeah, you definitely have to strategize. So, really liked that game. All right, then we got the Back to the Future board game. We gave this to Matt for Christmas last year, I think, and, and he brought he it He brought along. it on the trip. And it's like a, I can't remember the full title, but it's Back to the Future, and it's like a collaborative um, adventure, and you have to go you through. Work together. And you go through the different timelines. Um, you have your little, like, DeLorean. It's a lot of fun little pieces and stuff, and you have to go and repair all the timeline throughout. It was like the Princess Bride game that we played, like, yeah. chapters. Um, and you had to go through, you've got 1885, 1955, 1985, and 2015. Yes. And you jump between the timelines to repair it. And it's fun. It was fun. We played it, like, wrong, though. And we got to replay it. Yeah, but we figured out, like, partway through how to do it We didn't want to change and, it. Yeah. It wouldn't have been fair, so. All right, you're up. All right. Next up is Code Names. Um, this one is an Audrey... Uh, favorite. She loves this game. She loves being the um, coder. 
Yeah, code giver. Giving the code giver, whereas that gives me anxiety. So I like that she likes to do it. <laughs> I also love this game too, though. I mean, it is her favorite, but it's also one that I super enjoy doing. Yes. But she picks it a lot. I always get so there's one like card where if the your teammate guesses it, you're out of the game and the game ends. <laughs> and you always and get every it to time pick I manage to. I think there's no way they're gonna pick this one based on this clue. And then I am wrong. <laughs> Not always, but it does happen. Yeah. All right, rapid fire back to me. We also played the I Hate to Kill You Princess Bride game. I actually showed it to Matt. I love this game. It's a dice strategy game. It's very simple, but it's super, super fun. And it's got a lot of replay value. And I really, really like it. Mm -hmm. It's like really cheap, too. It's just a little tiny thing. But it's really fun. It's definitely the best of the Princess Bride games that we got. And I really, really like it. Yeah. Over to you. Hearts. This is a classic card game, and uh, we bought Matt a fancy deck of cards for his birthday. Yeah. So we use those to play Hearts. I the, think they were Star Wars. I think they were Star Wars, yeah. They're really cool. And then we played Scrabble Slam a couple of times. This is a really fast card game where you have letters and you, like, you have to, to spell you out a word with your words. letters, and yeah. then you have to clear your hand first. It's very simple. It's it. I would say a round probably takes like two minutes at the longest. A round, yeah. And it's like speed, but yeah. you're spelling words. But you're spelling words, so everyone's trying to like slam down their cards to spell words as fast it's as fun. they can. It is fun. It's a it's a quick. I mean, it's not a. It's deep not a big thing commitment. Anything, yeah. It's a good thing that if you need just something quick to do with a group of people, and you can kind of do it with. Any size group, almost. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, up to a certain point. But it's fun. Yeah. Um, okay, over to you. The next game we played was Scopa, which is an Italian card game. First time we played it, and you have to play it with, like, four people or six people? or it's, It can be six or three. Six or three. And it's part of why we haven't played is you have to have the right number of people because it has to deal out just right. I think it's, it's very Italian. So we played with my parents and we had six of us and it's fun. It's got like all the original Italian yeah. suits and stuff. Um, and we the funny part is we got it. It's an Italian game, but we got it when we were in Canada. Yeah. Um, in in Quebec actually, and so all the instructions are in French. Although there are English instructions as well, but it's all you know because everything in Quebec has to be. Bilingual. It's got to have French and English on it, right? And your dad really wanted to watch the YouTube video. Yes. And we wouldn't let him. Well, not just because he, we were out where there was no reception. So he'd watch like five seconds of it and then <laughs> would freeze. Buffer. And we're like, ah, oh, just read the instructions. It's fine. <laughs> so, anyway. So, it was a fun game, though. Um, That was you. You said Scopa, right? Mm-hmm. So, we also played Pit, which is a classic... Uh, like stock trading, like market trading game mm -hmm. with cards. Now, you've played this with me before. Oh, yeah. You like Pit? I love Pit. Pit is fun. I mean, you've probably, it's the game where you like try to trade by shouting out number two, two, two. I got two cards, two cards, two, two, two. And then like someone else has got two and then you swap and you try to complete a set. Audrey loved it. Yeah, it's very fun, very fast paced. And, uh, you know, you got to be quick. You do. And it's a classic game. Probably seen that around. Speaking of classic games, back over to you. Pass the pigs. Now, this game, when I was a kid, was called Pigmania. And I think it's gone by a few other different names. Um, but what tells about Pass the Pigs? We played this a ton. You have the cutest little pig dice. And you throw them around. And if they land on their snout, you get, like, a lot of points. Or if you land on its side, then you get smaller amount of points. It, just depending on how the two pigs land, you get points. And if you roll a pig where they're both laying the same direction. No, opposite directions. Opposite directions, then you lose all your points for that round. So you got to, like, play smart. You have to decide, like, ooh, do I want to keep going? Because if I keep going, if I... Hold, I can keep all my points. If I keep going, I risk losing all of yeah. them. Kinda I play like a charts. very similar game in my classroom called Pig. 
and uh, we don't have pig dice, but regular dice. we just play it with regular dice, and it really teaches mental addition. So, like, kids today shouldn't have to, like, count on their fingers and stuff, so it's a great game for them to, like, add sums mentally. Which, really, any game where you're using dice on a regular basis does that. Does that. So, um... Up next, we played Antidote. This is one that you got from Matthew, I think. For my birthday. For your birthday. It's a card game. And this is the first one on the list that I'm not going to like highly recommend. Yeah. It was kind of a dud. Mm-hmm. We had some fun with it, but it kind of feels like the game didn't, didn't go through enough playtesting. Like, there's too many things that just don't work in it or are poorly explained in the instructions so that... Um, Makes it it doesn't hard and and you got to realize this is coming from a group that of people that has now just read to you like twenty different games we played and enjoy so you know it's not just because we don't know how to follow instructions in in a rule book like this was a poorly made game and I think like it's got potential there's some good ideas in it it kind of plays out a little bit like Clue like you're trying to figure out what's the antidote for this like poison that got into the air or whatever. And it, 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 there's some fun ideas in there, and I think it has potential, but as it is, it is not a fully realized game. Yeah. It feels like a demo that someone's, like, having you play test, and then I want to give them notes for them to do, like, the real version at the end. Yeah. It's a, it's kind of a mess, and it's really a pain to set up. Like, it's, it's, it's not well thought out. Agreed. So, save your money. I don't <laughs> like to be harsh on it, but honestly, if those same people came to us and said, how can we make it better... <laughs> I got like 10 notes I can give you to make it be a great game, mm-hmm. but it's not there yet. Next up is Family Feud, the card game. That's a classic party one we like to do, right? Yeah. Audrey loves, this is another of Audrey's favorites Audrey too. Audrey loves to be the host. Because you need to have one person be the host to do like the Family <laughs> Feud questions. But it's fun. I mean, you've seen Family Feud. It's great. It's- and I... Like, love it when the kids, like, have no frame of reference for a topic. And <laughs> yeah. they're like, uh... I don't know. So, it's great. This is one of those things, whenever I go... I mean, this is before pandemic, but, you know, when I go out places um, to, you know, wherever, I'd always bring my backpack. And I always have, like, some of these card games in my backpack. And I have a very fond memory of Family Feud. I went to the podcast festival mm-hmm. out in L.A. one year. I mean, I went a few years, but... One of the years I went, and we were all sitting around in like the podcasting room, and everyone was kind of bored. I'm like, "All right, you guys, we're all playing a game." And these are like people I didn't know. Yeah. But I just got them all around, and I just like played the host and put them in teams, and it led them all into like game of Family Feud. It was so much fun. I mean, and who doesn't love Family Feud? Yeah, it was great. It's just fun. I like doing. There's a lot of people, I guess, that and would be uncomfortable. And there was Family Feud on the Game Show Network too. Oh yeah, also classic, classic Family, family feud. feud. Richard Dawson being a creeper. <laughs> Ugh. Um, but I think it's fun. I realize there's people that wouldn't enjoy, like, just randomly having a bunch of strangers do a game and being That's the host in front of thing. all of them. But I like that kind of stuff. So, yeah. um, That's this is a good game for that. Phil's MO. Oh, you're sitting around doing nothing? Let's play a game. That's right. And <laughs> I just happen to have one on hand. And everyone's like, you just bring that along to play? And I'm like, yeah, you never yeah. know when you need a game, you know? <laughs> exactly. So, I enjoy that one a lot. Okay, and the next one is a very special game. This is a game that Matthew got. I don't know. We played with Matthew. He got it. He started playing <laughs> he it on his it own, over. and then he's like, oh, I need to do this with people. It's called Box One, and it's a game made by Neil Patrick Harris. Um, but uh, the whole MO is that you can play it by yourself. But Right, but it's he, also fun to do together. Cause <laughs> Matt's like, nope, I got to share this with somebody. He couldn't like handle. I don't want to do any spoilers because this game is that special, but I will just say... It is the most unique board game experience you will ever have. Ever. It is fantastic. Don't like read anything about it other than Neil Patrick Just Harris box one, buy it and try it. And I want to hear like if anyone does it because I can't, I guarantee you you've never seen anything. Your like mind this. will be blown the whole time. We're like whoa, whoa. And the thing is, is like you know, a lot of these new games you have to like pour over the directions. This you'll jump straight into yeah. it, and you can do it if you're by yourself. You don't have to do it with someone else, so it's great for someone who doesn't have a group to play with. But it all is also fun to do together as a group. You know, just kind of work through it together. It is, mind it, it's mind blowing. It really mind-blowing. is. So after we played that, we actually because Matthew's birthday was in June, so 
we played that with him before that, and we got him another Neil Patrick Harris game, but it was one that he had done before it called Amazed. And, oh, I guess this is what you're one to talk about. Sorry, I, I jumped on you. Amazed was fun, but nowhere near anything that box one was. It was more of like a trivia, a fun a trivia, clever. fun trivia, yeah. The it, board was cool, cerebral. how you, like, can fold yeah. it different ways, but... Yeah, he's very clever in his game design, but you can tell he ramped it up. Though this, we went backwards. <laughs> yeah, we should have played a maze and then box one. Yeah, because oh man, it was mind blowing. All right, your turn. All right, then we played this game called Andor. I think this was one that I can't remember where we got it from. I got it from Matt. Was it another Matt yeah. one from Christmas from or birthday or something? Birthday. Um, this one is fun. It's another collaborative like adventure type game. Is more like. Uh, you know, fantasy, like, wizards and trolls and things of that nature. Yeah. Um, but it's fun. It's a good... Yeah, we, we had If you like a good collaborative it. adventure, I recommend it. Yeah. And or. And or. Isn't it called and or a family game or something? Maybe so. Or something along those lines. Something along that. Yeah. And then we got Tiny Towns. Where did you hear about Tiny Towns So, from? our friend Faith... I don't know if she was put an Instagram story. She, I don't know. Maybe we were playing a game and she responded to it and said, how did you try Tiny Towns? And then I like instantly put it on our list because they have recommended some really amazing games. Tim and Faith, yeah, our friends. Like Small have, World. Yeah, recommended some really amazing games to us over the years. And we've gone over to their house for game nights. So we got Tiny Towns and it's so fun. Yeah, really good. It's... It's kind of like a board game of SimCity. Um, actually, there's a there's a game on the Nintendo 3DS called Subara City, and it might be on other things too. I don't know. That's a, it's most like where you you like combine different pieces to make like little buildings mm-hmm. on a board. Um, but it's kind of also like Yahtzee in that you're each kind of playing on your own board. You don't super affect the other people each other a little but... bit, but not much. Um, but then you like total up your score and you see who has got the best score at the end of the round. So very fun. It's very fun. Speaking of Yahtzee, we played Yahtzee, a bunch of the kids this week. That's another great game. If you just need to get some good, like mental math going and logic. Yeah. Because not only, you know, probability, because you're not only just adding stuff up, but you're deciding like, what is more likely for me to get strategy? You know, if I want to get a long straight, you know, what's the most likely scenario that I'm going to be able to roll Mm -hmm. a long straight? There's a lot of good logic and stuff in that. So if you want something that's fun, but also get your brain thinking, Yahtzee. And next up is uh, Cranium. That's a classic. This is a throwback. We used to play this all the time. (laughs) So Cranium is, for those of you that don't know, is combines trivia with word games with Pictionary and clayshenary or clay. Well, and like performing things. Oh, like yeah. Scat- performance, uh, uh, charades, like charades. Singing. And you have to like make your way around the board with all these different, you know, types of gameplay. And it's just a super fun classic game. I will, you know, fun party game. I will say this, though. That the clay you use in there does not last. Does not keep. Uh, 15, no, 18 years. Because I think you had that, like, right before we got married is when you got that. Yeah. So this is, we're talking about over 18 years. Um, doesn't keep. Does not keep. So make sure you have some, like, new Play-Doh on Luckily hand. Luckily our kids always have their Play-Doh. Yes. On you, hand. You just never know when you're going to need it. So <laughs> um, that thing was gross when we opened it up. It was very stinky. <laughs> Finally, the last game on here I'm going to mention is Farkle. Farkle is uh, another dice game. It On the surface, it almost seems like it's going to be like Yahtzee, but it's more like Pass the Pigs, mm-hmm. actually, where you roll and there's certain things that give you score and other things that don't. And you each time you go, you you know add up your total. You have to decide, am I going to roll one time or not? And if you... If you roll once more, then um, you know you can add more points to it. But if you don't get any points, then you lose it all, and that's called a farkle. Mm-hmm. So it's a fun, real quick strategy game, but again, very good for like number sense. Yeah. So um, if you're wanting to get that going, I highly recommend that. It's fun though. It's a it's a good yeah, game. Yeah, it's great. Whew, that's a lot of games, but we really needed to like catch up on all this we stuff. We did. 
And hopefully you guys will write to us at Mandarin Orange Show and tell us what games you've been playing because we love game recommendations. And we listen. And we do. And we've gotten games from people who've recommended to us. So hit us up. Tell us what you play. Nice. That also is going to bring us to the end of our episode. We really are glad that you guys joined us. We love talking and having you guys listen, but we also love having you guys communicate with us. So again, join us on Facebook. Join the group. Let us know what's going on. Party with us. That's right. Don't forget to join us next Friday on August 27th for Mandarin Orange Live. Let's do it. And I think that's about it. Anything else, y'all? Nope. Thanks for hosting with me. Thanks for hosting with me. Let's go watch the finale. Woohoo! All right. Let's do it. And for the Mandarin Orange Show, I'm Phil. And I'm Janelle. And we talk so you don't have to.